Welcome back to Certified Beef. Me and Brandon are back for another episode talking about Week 17 Vikings uh, in that disaster, um, getting into playoff scenarios uh, for the Week 18, and then obviously end with booking it with beef. Uh, just get into, get into the Vikings game. Um, Vikings lose 41-17 against the Packers in a pivotal game just for seeding-wise uh, for the Vikings, but also a game that the Packers needed to win just to even get in the playoffs. Um Honestly, Brandon, that was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen um, by the Vikings. But there's definitely some aspects of the game that I don't think were talked about enough. Um, losing two offensive linemen in the first five minutes obviously doesn't help. Kirk Cousins has been pressured all year long. Um, so I definitely think that was a big thing to it that people don't talk about enough. But obviously, did you watch this game? I know you're on the road. I did watch this game. It made me ha- hate Packers fans more because there were some in the bar that we watched in, me and my dad. Oh, that, that and that sucks. fucking sucked because uh, they were very loud. They were very obnoxious. Oh, uh, even in garbage time, they were obnoxious. Oh, of course. Um, well, yeah, because did you have any Vikings swag on or anything like that? No, I left my jersey in the car, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, probably you might have gotten killed or something. Uh, probably not. Yeah, no. Um, but um, So, looking at this game, like – the stats don't don't mean anything. We had Vikings had more total yards, but that didn't mean shit. Uh, for me, after after the kickoff return for the Packers, I was like, you know, I, like we're still in this. It doesn't matter too much. Obviously, getting stood up on the one after a block punt, not the way you want to start the game. No, I think it's fair to say that that was like the worst possible start. The fact that you go three and out right away, you block a punt, and you somehow don't score on the one yard line with three plays. Yeah. And you didn't – the plays that were run, too, were just the, some of the worst play calling. Um, I'll get into that later. I was thinking they should put Madison for that since he's more of the power back than Cook is. I mean, I would probably say no to that. I still think Cook is more powerful than Madison. But um, like you said, though, like you you would think, like, oh, you're still in this game. Like, the Packers didn't do anything on offense those first two possessions. They scored off a kick return, as you said, and then an interception return for a touchdown. Um, that played a big role in, like, the game because – Vikings didn't have it. We didn't know what the defense was going to look like. They got they obviously got three and out off the the first possession. We blocked the punt, and then but then you didn't see that. I mean, in retrospect, I'd like obviously forty one points is a lot, but um, the defense didn't play horrible. I mean, we they got put in bad positions. Those interceptions left uh, the Green Bay with great field position every single time, especially with one ending up in a touchdown. But the defense didn't play horrible. Um, obviously, the offense. Um, obviously it shows with Kirk Cousins when you he gets pressured a ton. He not not it's not great. Um didn't get Jefferson involved at all. I yeah, but that that leads me into play calling. I thought this was KOC's worst game by far as head coach of the Vikings. I thought his play calling was way too aggressive for like passing wise. Like I know that they were down a little bit, but you definitely don't have to pass it um fifteen yards on first down. You can throw these bubble screens in and get somehow like they, there was ways like we've seen it in recent like weeks to get Jefferson involved. You run bubble screens, you run these short concepts or just anything like run a wide running back screen and nothing was working. Um, and then when you get to a third and seven, you see them run fucking five yards and then fucking stop. And then they get tackled and it's like, okay, well that's awesome. You don't even try to get the first down. But, I mean, credit to Green Bay. They played great. Um, I mean, they did everything well. Special teams, uh, they were very opportunistic with turnovers. Um, but 
one thing with Green Bay, like for me at least, I wasn't impressed with their offense. Their defense, I think, has to play with this level for them to sustain any success in the playoffs is a big thing too for me. Like, I, like obviously you could be like, oh, that's biased, but their offense still isn't great. Their defense has led them to this four or five game winning streak, whatever it is now. Oh, yeah. They definitely have not sustained anything, especially with like Watson not being as healthy. Um, they start, they finally started to lean on their ground game a little bit more, which they did against us. They made it look freaking easy. Eight yards of freaking carry was fucking awful, but I don't know. Just not, it's not a very well coached game, I would say, by the Vikings. Yeah, all of their touch, like their offensive touchdowns seem to come very easy because they had Robert Tunyon wide open, easy pass for Rodgers. Then you had the A.J. Dillon, wasn't it like an eight-yard run? Or, no, it was two yards, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Two-yard run, and then Rodgers was just an easy scramble run for him. So it was just an overall disaster of a game for the Vikings. The moment I realized we were out of it was when Greg Joseph missed the first field goal. Oh, 100%. That's when I was like, all right, it's just not going to be our day. Like, Let's just sit everybody and put just put in our backups like – no need to mess around now. And obviously, Vikings came off that two weeks out. They came off that incredible comeback against the uh, Colts. But it's the Packers, division rival. You know that comeback's not going to happen. You're down 24 at half. You need three touchdowns. And you know that Lafleur is going to preach to his guys, like, you can't let up against these guys. Um, you can't give in to them. You can't just lax it. And Rodgers is not going to do that. He's got that killer instinct that some quarterbacks have in this league where they know they got to go score points. We've seen it in years where Brady and Belichick are up a ton in games and they still throw in the ball mm-hmm. like every possession. They're they're not going to allow these teams to get back in games. And I think that's one thing that the Packers did well um, on offense is they didn't let up because we've seen, obviously, the Vikings come back. But, I mean, in any way, I don't think there was a chance the Vikings came back just because injuries like – I, I noticed Harrison Smith was also out on some plays. That's why Robert Tunyon was wide open. Yeah, Metellus. I'm worried that we're like we're getting to a point in the season where you need to be your healthiest, and we're getting to the point where we're our unhealthiest. We are we're already known to our backup center. He goes down with an injury on the first drive or the second drive at the one. Then you got Brian O'Neill. Um, uh, he goes down the next drive after that. Um, both on IR now. I'm pretty sure like. I'm not totally sure, but speculating with the calf injury, they say it's significant. That's also that stems me to believe it's an Achilles injury, which would knock him out the rest of the season, obviously, and into next year. Um, but I think the Vikings, I like we obviously already exceeded the expectation. You're kind of playing with house money with a new regime. Um, I think that you like you're like all oh, at some point in the season you're thinking Super Bowl, but at this point it's just like I think it's just as a fan, you got to be happy to make the playoffs at this point. And oh, yeah. Hopefully win your first game. And after that, if anything happens, it's like, well, we are doing something we probably shouldn't be because this team we've shown, like, you are what you are. Like, the Vikings, their defense is atrocious. They give up so much passing yards. Um, their offense is generally only good when they can keep Kirk, Kirk uh, protected. And he has not been all year. And the games that he has a little bit of time is when he's – Dicing up the defenses. Um, but, yeah, this team is – they're definitely going in the wrong direction. Um, these losses that are just blowouts are piling up at a point where it's – like in the playoffs, you're not going to be able to come back from anything like this. And, I don't know, this team is 
I I'm, I don't have very good hope for this team in the playoffs. Even, like, no matter who they play now, like, it looks like they're going to play the Giants now because they're going to get the three seed most likely, mm-hmm. play the Giants first round, and we saw them play the Vikings close already. And without your right tackle, your center, Bradbury has showed no signs of coming back anytime soon. So, who knows? I would like to point out, though, as I'm looking at the, the stat sheets, we only gave up two sacks, and I'm pretty impressed with that for how many people yeah, went I mean, out. The one was obviously the strip sack by Kenny Clark, which just the more daggered they, the yeah. game away. But still, like two sacks, like Green Bay's front, it's not it's not the best in the league, but still pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, two sacks is two sacks, but if you're just watching the game, uh, they had sustained pressure. Oh, yeah. Um, and then also with their defense, like I know it's going to sound fucking stupid, but Jair Alexander did what he had. He did his job. Mm-hmm. And that, that job was just a pester Jefferson. He couldn't, he like not one time did he, he match up one-on-one with him. I'm pretty sure one play. Um, not once did he clamp him down one-on-one. So as much as like he used, they say he backed up his trash talk. I think you need to match up with him one-on-one. And with no safety help, and let you, let you, let the play do the talk because, I mean, you have a safety. I mean, they played great double team. Like you saw in the Giants game, but like they tried to double team Jefferson on that one touchdown. It was horribly executed. Packers were ready, um, but Jefferson just didn't seem ready for this game. Like he, obviously, he didn't wasn't talking trash online, but didn't seem like he was ready for this magnitude of a game. And maybe it was the outside, but I think that's a horrible excuse just to blame it on the weather. I know the field conditions weren't great, but you got to adapt to that too. Yeah, that's, that's a whole equipment manager. Yeah, that and that's the whole point of warmups too. Is you got to get a feel for the surface, and maybe it will be different this week. Maybe he'll know what to do. Maybe the, like the whole team will know what to do because everyone was slipping out there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Just a horribly executed game by the entire team. But like what you're saying with Jair, from what I've been hearing from K Fan Radio, is that yes, like. As much as Jair wants to go at Jefferson one-on-one, you just can't do that in case Jair gets burned. Like, Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the league. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how much that de- that's debatable anymore. Mm-hmm. But you can't just let, even since Jair is like a top-10 corner, you can't let Jefferson burn you on a play or two because that could be catastrophic for your team. So you got to let your safety help them out a little bit. Uh, they like to say... That discretion is the better part of valor. So you gotta make sure you're playing your cards right, but still letting your guy do what he wants. Yeah, and I, I mean, you, and then you gotta have like your other options. I mean, I know KJ; he stepped up a little bit, like mm-hmm. good. And I think that's one thing I noticed, like in the last couple of weeks, like especially with the Colts game. I think KJ needs to step in that number two wide receiver. I don't think Adam Thielen has it anymore, as much as like you hate to see that as being a fan favorite. Um, then Hawkinson just. Dropping those passes really demoralized the uh, some two drives, three and out, and then not. I mean, I don't know if that was necessarily his fault on the one, but you target Talkinson his first two times and he doesn't come up with the catch. One of them is a fourth down, and then the other one is return for an interception for a touchdown. So mm-hmm. your other guys didn't step up. Also, the running game for the Vikings is just non-existent. I mean, that comes with like going down with your offensive line depth, but. They looked like they, and that's supposed to be like somewhat of an identity now. Like it's not like the Zimmer area, Zimmer era where they're constantly running the ball like fifty percent of the time. Like 
But you still have Dalvin Cook, who's still objectively a top 10 running back. you got to be able to give him the ball and make it effective enough to where your play action is good. That's one thing that Kirk Cousins is great at is the play action pass. It's definitely his best trait. And when you have to step up, like go into this um, uh, drop back pass game, it's not going to work very well, especially against a division rival, especially against a defense that is playing like very confident right now. Uh, and doing whatever it takes to get their team in the playoffs. Packers were definitely the more desperate team in this game, and I think that's very fair to say. Um, but the Vikings definitely next week, I think they need to go handle business. Like, they just got to win the game. Like, you got to win the game, and hopefully maybe seeding goes your way. Maybe they can get the two seed. Obviously, they can't get the one now. But hopefully you get the two seed. But at this point, it's like you just got to build confidence up for the playoffs at this point. There's no other way around it. Um Hopefully they don't make the Bears look like a team like the Packers or the Lions who have played them tough most recently, or even the Colts. Like the Colts are not a horrible team, and mm-hmm. they made them look like a playoff caliber team. Yeah, Hawkinson, he just needs to get more consistent on his, with his catching because it seems like he follows the, the team's lead because over these past couple of weeks, Vikings have started out very, very slow, and it's a weird – transition from where we were at the beginning of the season. It seems like Hawkinson kind of follows that. Like he'll start slow with the team, but then he usually gets it going later in the game. I don't know like why he can't get going early, but that's just what I've been noticing. I don't know. Last week obviously played great, but yeah. This week he I mean, he's definitely like the security blanket, like going later in the game, but when you're like a reliable target, you're like supposed to be that second option for the team, which I definitely think he is at this point. You got to be able to come down with these catchers. Like I know the first one, like it was odd, like it was kind of on his fingertips, but like in that situation, that was a huge play in the game that would have maybe sparked them to go down and score. Who knows? But I don't know what to think anymore about this team. Like last like couple weeks, like I don't know. The Colts game made me very skeptical. I mean, the Giants are a good team. Expect to play them close, and then. You don't even like show up, I guess, against the Packers. Um, I don't know. I, ex- I never really had expectations for this team, and now they're all like at an all-time low. Like, wouldn't be surprised if they are out first round. Um, but yeah, um, you want to move into some uh, playoff scenarios? Uh, talk about that a little bit. Why not? Let's do it. All right. Um, so week eighteen. There's only a couple games on the schedule that are really. Uh, important obviously Saturday you got the AFC South winner or AFC South division uh matchup between uh Tennessee and uh Jacksonville um Tennessee has named their starter Josh Dobbs very Josh interesting Dobbs. I know that Malik Willis has been iffy as a starter um didn't really make sense for me why they started Josh Dobbs against the Cowboys knowing that it was a meaningless game um and why you move with him forward. Like, do they seriously see Josh Dobbs as a future viable starter for them? No. Or did, then, or are they just trying to make the playoffs? Like, because they think that's their best bet. People in Nashville slash Tennessee radio love Josh Dobbs. They like him a lot more. Well, yeah, because right he went to Tennessee. They like him a lot more right now than Malik Willis. Really? Yes, because from what they have seen and what I've heard from them talking is that they. That Josh Jobs can run the offense a whole lot better than Malik Willis. He makes quicker decisions. He's like, 
I don't know. They just like him. I mean, that also comes with experience. He's a veteran in this league. Like, obviously, a career backup with his first career start coming in. But, obviously, he's seen things, different teams, different playbooks, everything. Like, he's gone through it all. I don't know how long he's been under this Tennessee regime. It's eight days. Or it was, like, eight days before the game. That's crazy. Yeah. They say he can handle the offense a lot better than Malik Willis. Yeah. That's why they like him. That's why they want him to start. And that just also comes with time. I mean, maybe, obviously, like, Maybe it's a bottle in the fire or whatever that – what is that term? Lightning in a bottle? Lightning in the bottle. Wow. That was a bottle in the fire. <laughs> yeah, no. Light, maybe it's a lightning in the bottle. Maybe it's a one-game thing. But it's just very confusing to me. I know that they're pushing for the playoffs. But at this point, like, is the playoffs that big big of a deal to maybe lose in the first round and maybe look to get a draft pick and then start your fr- what you think maybe your franchise QB – um, these last two weeks and build some confidence, but just look what happened a couple of years ago. They were the sixth seed and they made it all the way to the FC Championship game. Yeah, I mean they also have a lot of injuries too. They put like yeah. three guys on IR last week. Um, yeah. Tannehill, obviously, they're starting quarterbacks down. Um, but on the other side of the ball, you got Jacksonville, one of the hottest teams in football. Um, I I think they probably easily win this game. Oh, just yeah. looking at it, just. Hottest team, Tennessee's reeling. They've lost, what, six in a row now? Yes. Yeah, six in a row or something like that now. They are falling off a cliff. Jacksonville comes in on a four-game win streak. They're at home. Um, But, yeah, I think Jacksonville is definitely a team you don't want to play in the playoffs just because they play teams very tough at home. And them getting a home playoff game, definitely – I mean, you look at the five seed, uh, it's either going to be – uh, Baltimore or uh, Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers. Um, yeah, I would not want to go play Jacksonville right now, especially in Duval. They are a very tough team down there. Yeah, no, I think Jacksonville is going to easily take this one for all the reasons you just said. And I know Tennessee is getting back Derrick Henry this week, but I still I, I'm like the way I'm seeing from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, going along the AFC, you got uh, J- uh, New York Jets at the Dolphins. Dolphins without Tua Tagovailoa, most likely again this week. Um, they need help. Obviously, they need uh, New England to lose, and then they need to win. Um, I don't know. That's. I mean, it's a winnable game. Don't get me wrong, but I think that Jets defense poses a test for most likely Skylar Thompson now because Teddy actually is out as well with a broken finger. So, um, yeah, Dolphins are also reeling. They've lost five in a row now to yeah. after an eight and three start. Don't like them this week. To I mean, they don't control their own destiny, but they definitely they need a win to get in, and uh, not liking their chances this week. It feels like it kind of essentially they do because I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I don't see New England beat. Well, no, so. neither do I, and like we'll get it. I mean, we can just talk about that now. Uh, yeah, Buffalo. Um, I don't. They're just a better team. Buff- New England's offense is still struggling, and plus they're, they're on the road too. And Buffalo has something to play for still. Yeah, they're not sitting there starters. No, exactly. And I think them having to travel to Buffalo is also a big thing. Like that's something you can't take. Like if they're in Gillette, that's way different game. Oh yeah, Patriots always play better at home. But I, as much as you got to respect Bill Belichick, I don't see that. The uh, Patriots coming out on top. So then that leaves the Dolphins maybe needing a win. But then more intriguing story. I know we talked about this offline, but 
the Pittsburgh Steelers have made their way into the playoff, like in the conversation after starting three or at being three and seven at one point at Thanksgiving, and now they're eight and eight. They need Miami and New England to lose and then win against Cleveland. Um, I've, Mike Tomlin just can't go under five hundred. He's nope. he's a magician uh, at this point. I don't, I don't, I don't know. He's he's a great coach. I think he's easily. I think he might be, besides Bill Belichick, I think he might be one of the best coaches of the 21st century. I don't, I I, I think he might be behind, uh, I think he might be behind Belichick Belichick as number two. I don't think there's really anyone. John Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, but the continued success of the, and I think John Harbaugh started after Mike Tomlin too, because Mike Tomlin took over for Bill Cowher. No, yeah, that's who, yeah, Bill Cowher in like 2007 or something like that. Uh, but yeah, continue success. But I mean, Pittsburgh's at home. I don't see them losing a game against Cleveland. Who I, yeah, That's going to be a toss up. I mean, Cleveland's defense played well last week, but they're still susceptible unless they can run the ball with Nick Chubb. Deshaun Watson is still struggling yes. after his return. Um, and against a Pittsburgh defense that, no matter who they have out on the field, they always somehow play a very good game. They can be down to their third, fourth corner starting, and then they, they it doesn't matter. They play phenomenal defense, and they'll get up for it. How much do you trust, though, Matt Canada with Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris? I mean, I don't trust Matt Canada at all with anything, but over the – I mean, they're, they're playing well. They're scoring enough points in these games, and plus with that defense, I think – um, plus, it is an AFC North battle. Those generally do be uh, uh, generally are low scoring games mm-hmm. that you'd see not scoring a ton of points. So, if he only needs to score sixteen points like he did this week against the Ravens, I don't think that's going to be a problem for Kenny Pickett. And plus, Kenny Pickett's playing with a lot more confidence. He's not turning the ball over as much. Najee Harris actually kind of got it going last night, uh, or no, not last night, the other day, Sunday night. Um, which very surprising because he's been awful all year. But I don't know. I, I think the Steelers are someone to look at as maybe making that seventh seed. And I, I know it's crazy because they need so much help. But also, did you know the Jaguars can technically get the seventh seed even if they lose? What well, has to go right? They everyone else has to lose. That's oh. in the hunt. They need everyone. Actually, I could see that though. Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah. really see that. Yeah, no. So. Jacksonville has a chance to make the playoffs as a seventh seed or the division winners. Now moving to the NFC side, um, only three teams vying for that seventh seed. Uh, you got Green Bay and uh, Detroit, who will obviously play this week, slave for Sunday night football. Um, obviously, Detroit needs a win and a Seattle loss. Green Bay just needs to win. Green Bay needs to win and get in. Um, and then Detroit obviously needs Seattle to lose. And then Seattle needs the Lions to win. Uh, and they need a win to get in. Um, so, just looking at those matchups, what do you think would be who like who do you think is the most like who do you think most likely will make that seventh seed? I don't know because both I feel like both of the games are toss ups. Even though Seahawks they're at home, right? Yeah, and they're six and a half point favorites over the Rams. I still feel like that's going to be a close game. I that's yeah. just the way I'm feeling. Yeah, I feel like that's something that Baker. I feel like he he would revel in like trying to play fuck, spoiler. Yeah, play spoiler. I think that's something that Baker seems like he's a great villain 
Uh, we saw it obviously at Oklahoma. Uh, so this is a spot that I definitely think he'll. And it, he, Sean McVay seems like he would definitely also want to play spoiler. I think that's something like he loves coaching. And I mean, it shows he's, he said since Baker came on, he's found a new love for coaching just because this t- season was so down and Baker's got some new life. So no, I definitely don't count, don't, definitely don't count out the Rams in that game. But I mean, it's just hard to think that the Packers don't beat the Lions, especially at home, prime time. That's just, it, I don't want, it just feels rigged for Aaron Rodgers. Like the fact that they were at four and eight at one point, almost losing to Chicago, that would have pretty much ended their season. And now they're at a point where they win and get in. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like the NFL is out for us, especially me as a Aaron Rodgers hater and Vikings fan. I feel like the NFL is out for me. Seattle also could get in if they tie plus a Detroit tie plus a Washington loss or tie. Why does Washington have anything? I don't know, but this was posted 44 minutes ago, so. Weird. Even though they're out of the playoffs and they play Dallas, who's already solidified as the five or maybe divisional winner. Uh, That's weird. Detroit could get in with a Troy tie, a Seattle tie, plus a Washington win. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the whole tie, like, I know, like, it's obviously something you mentioned when it comes to playoff scenarios, but, like, it's like, what's the point? Like, the odds of ties. Get rid of ties. Yeah, I, I agree. Ties are... Something. College overtime, except you just keep going from the twenty-five. Yeah, I agree. I'm straight it from overtime. Like you don't play ten minutes and then do that. I think you start right from the get-go. It would just make because it just looks stupid in the standings too. Yeah, and it just like look at the like the Giants and the Commanders. They had a like an advantage for tying over these other wild card teams. Yep, and I just don't think that's necessarily like obviously it's fair, but. I think it's just stupid that they, because neither of the teams could win, they have an advantage over. Um, or you could do what people were talking about. You could have, if it's a divisional game, they tie. The next game is worth two wins, and then you get two losses. It just carries over. Mm-hmm. So the next game means even more. Uh, probably not. That seems like a very horrible idea, especially if like a quarterback gets hurt or like there's a big injury. I don't know. That seems like a idea for... Maybe about what is standings. I still like the idea of a kicking gauntlet. <laughs> you start like in the twenty, you just keep going back and back until someone misses for a tie. Yeah, to win. I mean, but yeah, kicking a whole lot more important. But then, I mean, or I a guess, touchback contest. <laughs> I mean, I guess a tie. But that, but the one that just why would you need a kicking gauntlet if you got the college overtime? No, you wouldn't do that. I'm saying instead of college overtime, do a kicking oh, gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want to get into booking with Beef Brain? Ah, uh, yeah, might as well. Uh, this week, um, obviously, uh, pending the game of the Bills and Bengals, uh, I am four. I went four and zero this week. I'm back. The wrong time, but I am back. Back, <laughs> you can't say that. Why? Because you said that before, and you, then you immediately went zero and five like two weeks ago. Well, yeah, but this this I I went three and two, and I said I was back, but this time I'm four and zero as of right now. And but Brandon obviously uh, declared the winner of the regular season. We will keep this going in the playoffs just because it's fun to do. Um, you said you hated it. Well, I obviously hate it, but at the same time, it's still fun to like fake bet. I guess. I don't know. I still hate it. <laughs> um, but 
Brandon, how did you do this week? Uh, for the moment, I went one and three. Wow. Because San Francisco, that was just a shit show of a game. Oh, you that. under in that game? No, oh, I had the minus nine and a half. Oh, that's That was right. my in the bank. Oof. And then Chargers, uh, Rams missed by like two points for the over. And I hit the, an easy under in Arizona Atlanta. Fair enough. Well, we'll just get right into it. Brandon, what do you got for your favorite this week? Uh, my favorite this week, we're going to mile high. We're going Chargers minus three and a half at Denver. Um, Denver got nothing to play for. Don't even have a draft pick to lose for. Um, just, I think Chargers can still move up. So they still got something to play for. They're already the fifth seed. They're six, I think so they can move up. Oh, it's the fifth of the six, right? Yeah, they're the fifth of the six. So they already are the fifth because the Ravens lost. So, so they, they're just, they are playing for the fifth spot. Okay. So yes, they still, they do. still have something to play for. Yes. So they are not going to rest Herbert. Like they didn't rest them in like the fourth quarter if it gets out of hand or something like that. But I still like, uh, the Chargers minus three and a half. You're not worried. You're not worried about the revival of Russell Wilson. No, no. I think is isn't he still at twelve? Pat. No, he he passed it this week. He's got thirteen. Oh, he's got thirteen. One more passing touchdown in the bathroom. Yep. Okay. So I am not worried about Russell Wilson gaining more touch or even more touchdowns in the bathrooms this week. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, the Chargers defense is obviously playing really good right now. They're like. Top five in a lot of stats since I don't remember what week it is. It's it's been like the last like four or five weeks or something like that. Um, my favorite this week. Um, hate to say it, Packers minus four and a half in the bank. Great cash, homie. Uh, this is a game that Rogers is not going to lose. Um, I don't know if Dan Campbell has what it takes to coach his team up. I know that he's. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I just he's not hasn't had this experience of having to get up for a game. Big game. You got to win this game to get in the playoffs. And they haven't played any meaningful games, especially a playoff clinching scenario game, especially under Dan Campbell after last year. But uh, Packers got the experience. Rodgers got the experience. Um, I think the Packers will probably win this game handily. I think the Lions got a rude awakening coming for them. All right, Brian, your favorite underdog. I'm going opposite of you. I'm going to Detroit plus four and a half at Green Bay. Um, I think Dan Campbell's players love them. I think I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. They're, I mean, they like I know Chicago's a bad team, but they still put up 41 points against them. Yeah, I mean that I, that don't mean shit. Chicago's the so Vikings bad. couldn't do that. Well, I know the Vikings couldn't do that, but I'm saying that was the Lions have been playing good, and they got absolutely embarrassed last week, so they didn't want to have that happen again. But you also are playing in Lambeau, colder weather. Green Bay's defense is playing really good. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. But you still, you got Detroit as one of the top, isn't the top three offenses? Isn't it number one in the entire league? I'm pretty sure it's still the Chiefs. Chiefs, they're still top three. I trust uh, Detroit's offense more than I trust Green Bay's defense. All right. My favorite dog this week. Texans going to do what the Jets did a couple years ago. They're going to win a game. They shouldn't. They're going to lose that first pick. Texans plus two and a half. I think they win this game outright against the Colts. Um, Colts are fucking awful. Who knows who they're going to play at quarterback. Uh, Texans obviously just got killed by Jacksonville, but um, they played the Chiefs tough. They beat the Titans. Um, they 
played other they've been playing teams tough recently. And I think they're gonna fuck it up. They're gonna win this game. Bears are gonna lose to the Vikings, and then the, they're gonna fuck they're gonna lose the first pick and give it to the Bears. You're asking a lot for the Bears to lose to the Vikings. Am I? Yeah. Well, I mean, fair, fair. But Nick I'm Mull. saying the goal is the Jalen Naylor. Oh, so the Vikings are gonna play their starters. Probably not. They already said they are. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. They did. They have to play for something. They have to, yeah. So how case. much faith do you have in the Bears losing the Vikings now? Oh, a lot more. Yeah, okay. So the Bears might get the first overall pick now, which is crazy. But the thing is they're probably gonna trade it, they're probably gonna trade it away, which is smart to get more draft picks. Or someone, they just take Will Anderson. Yeah, but why waste the first overall pick when it's obviously someone's gonna take a quarterback there? Because you can take Will you don't Anderson. you don't need Will Anderson. You can get two first round picks from someone, and like like I know it's stupid. Maybe they'll do what the Vikings did, but they could trade with the Lions. Lions trade up with the Rams pick and get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Sit behind Jerry Goff for another year. Boom. Maybe Actually, maybe who knows? Uh, your favorite over, Brandon. Uh, my favorite over for this week. Uh. We're we're going to the NFC South. I am taking Tampa Bay at Atlanta, forty and a half in the bank. Great cash, homie. Last week, the Buccaneers put up quite a bit of points. I don't know how the Falcons did. Oh wait, no, they hit the under last week. Yes, but then they still put up twenty. They did put up twenty. They put up twenty. It's forty and a half. Tampa Bay almost did that by themselves. So I'm feeling pretty good, so especially it's an indoor game too, so it doesn't matter. Lane Gabbert putting up four, putting up four. Are they are they resting Tom Brady? I mean, the Bucks aren't favored right now, so I would I would assume that they're not playing Tom Brady in the and the starters. Playing Gabbert's captors, he rescued people from a helicopter. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. He I mean, if he can rescue people from a helicopter, he helicopter can he can get he can do anything. Uh, my favorite over this week is Dallas at Washington, 41. Um, I, I'm hoping Taylor, or Taylor Heineke plays because then some fuck shit will go on. He'll put up points, but it's Carson Wentz. But I think Dallas is just going to roll over the cow, or the football team. Nope, the commanders. God damn it. Roll over the commanders uh, and score a ton of points and then – Carson Wentz maybe has to put up 10. You don't think that the commander's going to play for Major Tutty? No. You see that they like they were down at halftime. They were like get, like Carson Wentz was absolutely shitting the bed. They're just they announced it and everyone was just like not in the mood. See, now you could have named your team the Red Hogs and your mascot would match up perfectly. Yeah, I mean, they definitely fumbled the bag. They've also fumbled the bag with a lot of things with oh, like, yeah, Sean Taylor. Good. The Sean Taylor Memorial, oh, that was memorial pretty funny. statue or whatever. Oh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> was stupidest thing I've ever seen. Just the Coles uh, mannequin. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that franchise is just all over the place, especially with Dan the Man Snyder. Uh, your favorite under this week, though, Brandon? Uh, my favorite under this week, still staying in the NFC South, uh, Carolina at New Orleans, 41 and a half. New Orleans, they do have something to play for because they're still technically in the playoff hunt. But how are they in the playoff hunt? I thought they still were. No, they were in the last week. Even still, <laughs> it's still gonna hit 41 and a half under. Mate, well, maybe I mean, they, I guess one thing they have to play for is making the, the Eagles pick better. Um, because they have the they gave their pick to the Eagles. 
Uh, my favorite under is Cleveland versus Pittsburgh, under 40 and a half. Like I said earlier, AFC North games, generally low scoring, tough battle games. Um, plus, like like you said, Matt Canada, uh, awful offense coordinator, maybe not be able to put it together. Sean Watson not playing very good. They're going to have to lean on Nick Chubb. And running clock means unders. Uh, yeah, I like I like that. AFC North unders are always always cash. Unless the Bengals are involved, because that is just that they're they don't play AFC North football like the other ones. They used to. Well, that's we're that's a way to finish up Book It with Beef for the season. Brian, obviously the champion. Um, but we want to end this episode by uh just saying like uh from the certified beef uh team, uh prayers up for Damar Hamlin after what happened uh last night in the Monday night football game. Um just Sad to see, um, but we hope that he makes a full recovery. Um, maybe see him back on the football field, but just hoping that he makes it through this. Yeah, it was the most scary I've ever been watching football. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree. Um, but not going to get into too much, but just praying for him and his family. Hopefully they get through this. See you in the next one. Peace. Peace.